When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Fright Night. She just goes a little mad sometimes. Wolfman's got nards. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. We have such sights to show you. Listening to the Jersey Cools. Hey, everybody. What's up? And welcome back to a very special episode. This is a very special episode. This is my birthday episode. Happy birthday! birthday. So, yeah. all right, so we are here today to talk about Jackie's favorite movie in honor of her birthday. But first, let's introduce our guest stars. I don't even know that Nate is a guest star anymore. Yeah, I think, I, think, I think straight up a ghoul. I think I think Nate has surpassed. He is a yeah. bugle. Yes, because he's a boy. A bugle. You're a bugle. Speaking of that movie, Wait, I watched dude? the second one. That was the worst thing I've ever was seen. Was it? Because I almost no. watched it the other day. It was so bad. Oh, bummer. Sinister 2? Oh. It was just like little ghost kids like, hey, kill your parents. Hey, kill your parents. And the kid's like, I can't kill my parents. And then the brother's like, I-, I want parents to love me more than you, and I'm cooler than you, so I'll kill our parents. Okay. That was the movie. Well, you know what? I'm glad I almost watched we- that, and I ended up watching another movie called Within, which turned out to be a terrible disappointment. Because it turned out to not be a horror movie and just kind of like a people under the stairs, like a dude was living in the walls. So it was, I thought it was going to be scary, but it wasn't. That sounds familiar. Is that like French or something? No. No? No. I don't know what movie I'm thinking But anyway, we digress. Yes, hey, it's me. Welcoming back. Yes, welcoming back. I thought you guys were talking about horror. I thought we were talking about like holistic STD treatments. (laughs) (laughs) No? My... you what did I bring the wrong note? Right, well, speaking of holistic right. STD tra- treatments, we have James on. <laughs> <laughs> so James, welcome. You are a Jersey Ghouls virgin, and we're going to take care of that today. Thank yeah. you. Be, be, yeah. uh, be gentle. We are yeah. always. No. Um, Long time yeah. listener, first time caller. Yes. I. Though you know what, our our <laughs> our fans that have been with us though should remember James. He was the one that won the contest. For our first uh, drunk episode, he recommended Killer Clowns. That's right. And yeah, that was a hoot. (sighs) (laughs) That was a hoot. I fucking hate clowns. (laughs) Who doesn't? (laughs) Um. I don't. I think they're misunderstood. Go home. Because you are a fucking clown. Um, all right, well, we're going to get back on the rails here. We are. We're going to bring it right back. Thanks so much, you guys, for coming out to talk about Jackie's favorite, favorite horror movie of all time. La Monster Squad. She never remembers the facts of the movies. But she gets by on her big boobies. It's Jackie's synopsis. Sean and his friends love horror movies. 
they read about them in comic books, they draw them, they make them up on their own, and they especially watch them in movies. They love them so much that Sean and his friends get together and they talk about them. They have a monster club. Loves them so much that his mom goes to an estate sale on a... Shadow Brook Road. Dun, dun, dun. Or is it Shadow Brook Lane? Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. Let me consult no my shit. notes. We got fact checking going on. Yeah, well, I was told. I was Dude, told you to took watch me notes. Did notes. you take? Holy shit. You took copious amounts of notes. I took. Oh, well. Dude, we might have like a new like historian for yeah, the Yeah, You're not allowed to talk, beautiful. but like oh, no, give no, us no, all no. your notes. <laughs> See, it's either Shadow Brook Road or Shadow Brook Lane. Dude, we were on such a roll and you had to fucking get caught up on this. P.S. There's a real 666 Shadowbrook Road in Tennessee. I need need to live there. there. Road trip. So Sean's mom knows that he loves these monster movies and the whole monster culture. So there's an estate sale at the scary old mansion on 666 Shadowbrook Road. So she buys this diary and brings it home for him. It turns out it's Van Helsing's diary. Lo and behold, it's written in German. So Sean can't do a lot with it. Now, while he has that diary and is very excited about it, What's going on on the other side of town? Dracula is back, and he has brought with him Frankenstein's monster, the creature from the Black Lagoon, Wolfman, and the mummy. Correct. Correct. The reason they are all back, and we learn this. he's an asshole. Well, he's a giant jerk. So we learn that every 100 years, there's an amulet that basically kind of, I don't know, comes to life. I don't know, wakes up, I guess is the best word. I say shoot lasers. (laughs) And when you read the incantation, it basically opens the hole to limbo. And good or evil can get sucked into it. Important to uh, make a note here. Limbo, not like fun limbo at a tiki party limbo. Correct. (laughs) 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 Terrible limbo. limbo. We're not having a party. No fun and games limbo. Yeah, Purgatory, limbo... DMV, yeah. you know, that sort of stuff. <laughs> Nothing happens. And essentially, good, whichever one doesn't get sucked in basically gets to rule the earth. You know, if good got sucked in, evil would rule the earth. Hence why big fat meanie Dracula wants to get to the amulet and wants to be able to suck all the good out of the world. Because <laughs> he's Dracula. <laughs> so here is where Dracula's plan goes a bit awry. Because Frankenstein's monster is set out to go kill the children. Dracula knows about them. He knows they have Van Helsing's diary. So he says, hey, monster, you need to go kill these kids. And he's like, you got it, boss. I'm going to. I got some thoughts about Drac. He was hot. I'd have banged Dracula in the Monster Squad. I would have banged Wolfman. Posters of the creature from the Black Lagoon. <laughs> I know, Gilman. Too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gilman. He's hot. But then I, like it. I like it sweaty. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. So back to the, back right. to the squad. So the squad. So... Frankenstein's monster is set to kill the squad. So the first person that he meets is is Phoebe, who is the younger sister. She's like five years old. AKA mini Jackie. Pretty much. So Frankenstein's monster comes across Phoebe and an unlikely friendship is blossomed between the two of them. And it seems that Frankenstein's monster is actually on the side of good. So basically, the monster squad realizes what's going on now with Dracula. And now Frankenstein's monster is their ally, and he's on their side. So they devise a plan, like, look, no one else is going to be able to stop them. None of the grown-ups are believing them, you know, because all over town, the mummy is missing from the museum. (laughs) You know, there's a guy screaming, lock me up, I'm a werewolf, and Mm -hmm. they just shoot him. No one believes him. So the kids are like, we're the only ones that are going to be able to stop them. So they devise a plan, they, you know, formulate that we are the Monster Squad. They make little... The, one of the, my favorite 
favorite montages from a movie ever. One of the best montage songs. Like I need a montage. <laughs> pretty much. So the montage happens and one of my favorite cinematic montages ever. Really? That Trump's Karate Kid montage for you? Yeah, it does. Oh, I like did the song. The song. Okay. You know, yeah. it's so it's pretty, it's, it's, it's so good. Yeah, but isn't the Karate Kid one the, the Take It to the Limit song? No, it's you're the best. Oh, okay, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Dare you. I think Sorry. Rocky 2 has a good montage song, what? too. I think Rocky 2 has a good montage song. Yeah, Rocky but South Park too. has, like, they made the best 80s montage song. We're gonna need a montage! Although, montage! Wet Hot American Summer has a good montage, that too. Good montage. That has a really good montage. But anyway, so, I digress. The, I digress. The squad is ready. It is discovered that they, they need a virgin. To read the Which incantation. Which apparently are really hard to come by when you're 11 and living in this town. Yeah. They don't mention it in the movie, but when they mean virgin, they mean a girl. Female. Premarital right. sex. they right. never specify we need a virgin girl. They just keep saying we need a virgin. Which could lead one to assume that none of them are virgins. These little boys are well, all doing that, it. That one kid's sister, like I don't even know why she they like thought. Lied. I don't know. I don't know why they believe for a second when they, they then they first mention her. They're like, "Oh, she's the one that lets everyone feel her tits." Okay, Ew, but feeling yeah, her tits is not doing it. I'm not. There. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to slut shame. <laughs> yeah, but like if you're like a seventh grader, later. come on. That's bullying, and yeah, that's not. not this is a feminist podcast, Nate. We don't do these things. <laughs> Wait, so, wait, 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 wait. hang on. Just I'm just saying, the powers of evil, I'm not willing to take chances on someone yeah, no, who lets I people feel their it. tits. Just look at her I would have been like, I don't know about this one. Can't we get the little girl to do it? <laughs> I agree. I don't know that I would have taken her at face value for that either. I nope. had that thought when I watched it too. Does like, this, this podcast have safe spaces? No. <laughs> no, no, no. No. Or trigger, no, no trigger warning. No trigger warning. <laughs> <laughs> so if you had your boobies felt in seventh grade, you're, I'm sorry. Like, you were obviously. You're cool. I just don't yeah. want to use you to fight Dracula. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not trying to make you feel bad about your life choices, but you were not a prime candidate for fighting for Dracula. Yeah. You, made different, you made different life choices, and that's fine, but I need to kill Dracula. That's fair. So, yeah. Uh, need a virgin. Yes. So they find a virgin. Or a supposed virgin. virgin. A virgin. So they are waiting. No. So, hang on. What happens? See? What happens in this movie? Sean and a couple Jeez. of the friends go to 666 Shuttlebrook Road because they have to get the amulet. Yeah, but that's like after an hour. Yeah, and you didn't talk about the German guy yet. Monster Squad is about as focused as this podcast is what I'm saying. Everyone yep. is very well, easily distracted. And here's where my notes come into play. Well, maybe if I wasn't interrupted every four seconds. Right, go for it. It's right. not your fault. It's a Monster Squad episode. It's only natural. So, scary German guy. SGG. SGG comes in. And it turns out he's not a scary German guy. He's actually a really nice German guy. And he starts to translate Van Helsing's diary for the squad. So, holy crap, tomorrow is 100 years. So they have got to get the amulet by midnight or else Dracula is going to get it and all of good will be sucked out of the world into limbo for at least 100 years. We got to make a plan, guys. They're like, we got to do this. We're going to go to Shadowbrook Lane or we're going to go to Shadowbrook Road. We're going to break in. We're going to get the amulet. We're going to get a virgin and we're going to open up the hole. We're going to open up limbo and we're going to suck all the evil out. Now here... 
I don't know. There's there's okay. It's 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 a fun '80s movie, and it doesn't have to be perfect because there's like things like Dracula like opens a hole in the wall and finds the amulet. It is surrounded by crucifixes and garlic, so clearly he can't go in and get it. But he's always got one of his henchmen by his side, and at the time where he like blasts the little hole in the wall, Wolfman is there with him. Mm-hmm. So Dracula can't go in and get it because there's crucifix and garlic. But Wolfman could clearly go in and get that amulet for you, bro. But he doesn't. And I, I don't get that. Like, why can't you just send Listen, him in? Stop undercutting <laughs> the complexity of the Wolfman character. <laughs> He's clearly opposed to Dracula's pan- plan, but he can't fight it because he turns into a Wolfman. That's how I've always read that, too. That, like, they're all secretly... He like, doesn't really want to go along with it. What about the but mummy? The mummy and well, the, the gill man. The mummy's uh, mummy's essentially a zombie. Right. He probably doesn't even know what's going on. What about on. gill man? Well, I mean, he's a he gill sucks, man. Yeah, he and sucks. he only he only cares about like stealing white women. <laughs> Have you ever seen one of those movies? That's all they do is just yeah. try and kidnap well, white na- women. It was the 1950s. What else would you? Yeah, do? that's all you do. You just kidnap white women. Just say it. Um, no, it's true. Yeah, I always I, I don't know. I've always read it as the rest of the monsters secretly don't want to do what Dracula says. Yeah, fair even enough. the other two, like even yeah. the mummy and the, they just can't help it because they're too stupid. You're thinking stupid? Are you so stupid? We're just gonna cut right to the chase. We're at the fight scene. Um, the end of the movie, right? Yes, we are just gonna go right to the end of the movie. The good guys have the amulet. The virgin reads the passage, and oops, she's not a virgin. Oh my dog! You were right. Uh, Although the titties are a gateway, so she's not a virgin. Uh But then little Phoebe, she's totally a virgin. Scary German guy. Scary German guy is there. Weird with that movie. Scary German guy is there, and he can read off the words to her, the German words, because obviously she can't read German. So, with the help of Phoebe, with the help of the Monster Squad, taking down the monsters. They save the day. They Suck win. Into that portal. It is. Uh, the uh, limbo opens up. A spoiler alert. It is alert. very sad. Um, yeah, because Frankenstein's monster has to go, and they're I like, know. no, but we're friends. Yeah. I know. Van Helsing comes back to help out at the end and pull Dracula. <laughs> Where the f- is he the whole time? Limbo. He's in limbo. <laughs> I, I'm still. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm. I'm still not 100 sure. Hundred percent sure if that was like Van Helsing or like Richard Branson, because I mean, you what? Uh, look at the. It could have been Richard Branson. He looks. I mean, he gives a thumbs up right away. If he's been in there for like a hundred years, they have thumbs up a hundred years ago. Do you know what how time works in limbo? No. Well, then I don't think you really have any position to. I have trouble grasping. So yeah. So there, yeah. So there is Jackie Synopsis, as always, just a fucking stellar job, Jackie. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first thing that I thought was interesting that we wanted to and talk about. Sarcasm. No. No. Said I live for this. <laughs> Ryan Lambert, who played Rudy, was my very first like boy girl like Hollywood crush. Like the first time that I ever was like, oh, he's attractive. Okay. And you know what else eleven year old me would think? Like I was sitting around eleven year old me, horribly. I know you guys are gonna be shocked. Horribly unpopular because I was the kid who had my own mom. What? And I certainly wasn't getting the hot bad boy to like me because of my love for Dracula. I, I just like to state for the record that when I was eleven. I wasn't cool. I've that, seen that, pictures. That this is accurate. <laughs> <laughs> that continued all the way to the age of what, 37? <laughs> First off, 
thought is that it would be cool as fuck to have a monster squad in our real life when we were 11. Second of all, I also think Stranger Things kids took a lot from this without. Like, I think I, so too. Like I think Stranger oh, yeah. Things definitely borrowed from this yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they and they, and they said and they it. Improved it. They bar. They, I mean, any like the yeah. Goonies, E.T., yeah. Monster Squad. All I think they have been on record for saying like those were the kind like those well, here's, kid gang movies where they saved the day was massive. Inspiration. Here's here's the the biggest takeaway I get from that is the kids in those movies, they don't act like they're in a movie. They act like kids. They curse. Yes. They talk over each other. They're easy, they they get distracted. They, like they're they not like it's not like they it. don't exist to make the movie happen. You know, they're just kids in a situation. They're not yeah. stereotypes. And we don't get that as much anymore. I think that's why no. Stranger Things was so refreshing. Because yeah. we're back to, like, a bunch of kids who yeah. are, like, legit just being it's, kids. It's like, it seems it. like now movies are one thing or another. Like, it's either, like, really kind of, like, unfocused and people just, like, like um, who's the guy that does, like, uh, all the terrible, I'm an adult, but I don't know how to adult movies. Uh, what's his face? Uh, you know who I'm talking like about. Seth Rogen, like all the Seth. Yeah, Rogen with like movies? Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen yeah. Will Ferrell. Yeah. That guy. I mean, it's like it's either that or it's like I don't know what this movie's about. There's a whole scene where he takes shrooms, and then the next scene, our kids are pooping their pants, and we don't know how to clean the poop. Like Adam Sandler. <laughs> now this is more Patton. Uh, or it's mm. super, or or it's super focused, and every single line in the movie is devoted to, you know, making the movie move a certain way or making you feel a certain thing, like really manipulative. And I feel like in the '80s, like there was a lot more movies that were kind of like in the middle, where like you know it was yeah, trying more... to it was trying to serve a plot, like it was trying to do something like interesting, it... but at the same time, like the characters were were um, written somewhat realistically and you don't see that as much anymore and i think that when when things like stranger things come along and are throwbacks it's that that they're throwing mm -hmm. back to without people realizing it's that like real i'm a real person in the real world exactly and now all these fucked up things are gonna happen like, yeah and, and with stranger things like when i watched it it was like it hit a lot of the big plot points of me being a kid i yeah. mean D and the third mo moments and the portal yeah. to the alternate dimension that was in your yeah. backyard. The Demi Gorgon inside the tree. I remember we used to climb in that tree all the time. That, that, that didn't happen. That didn't happen until college. <laughs> um. Well, it's it's another it's another I guess trope that happens in a lot of these movies. It's the relatable small town. It's yeah. you know it's the small town. It's and, your group of friends. And and like Johnny underdog because like now that fucking horror culture and like geeky pop culture is so mainstream sometimes i feel like the geeky kids don't have anywhere to turn anymore mm -hmm. and so i i thought it was refreshing to re be reminded of like the geek kid again we want we want to hold on to those memories and like they're special to us of those movies like how like there's realistic characters and right. stuff and they want to just use the the property and kind of reboot it and kind of homogenize it and make it more mass like increase the mass appeal by getting rid of the the uniqueness of the characters, the realism of the characters, because not everyone's going to relate to them. And the pain of what it was like to be geeky before it was okay to be geeky. And it, all <laughs> of us remember that. Yeah, you know? and I think I think a lot of I, these I, people aren't I necessarily bad people, but they don't know <laughs> how to story. deal with that feeling of their childhood and their very personal memories of these properties from when they were a kid being like manipulated being and changed. Started. And they instead of just being like whatever, like I still have my thing. They lash out because it's like someone's stealing their thing. Right. Right. It's like the, 
it's like the typical fanboy reaction mm-hmm. to, to yeah. stuff. But you're right. Like well, the I emotional mean, ties behind it are a good call, Nate. I didn't. And there's and that. there's a reason for that. It's because the characters are written in a way that like only certain people are going to relate to them because like they're letting them breathe more. The characters are are doing more of their own thing. You know, yeah. and it's not so just much more real. Yep. <laughs> well, getting getting to the actual the characters, mm-hmm. um, there are some stereotypes we've gone over that Rudy what is. You, what do you mean? There's a there's a character named Fat Kid. There's stereotypes. No, wait, wait, wait. It, that's, and and that is like <laughs> that is like my favorite nickname insult for a kid because it's not like it, it required no really. No, they didn't think anything of it. No, no, no it was like fat kid. It was like, hey, what do you want to call that kid, Horace? Which one? The fat kid. Oh, I was just going Not fat like kid. husky Horace well, or heavy kids. Horace. <laughs> it's like, how about we call him fat kid? And that's succinct, on the nose, creatively simple and stupid and. And somehow mean. powerful in its lack of att- like energy. Right. You know, it, it, it was like, like what do you want to call the fat kid? How about fat kid? And I love that meaning no adjourned. Nobody is like opposed to this nickname. Everyone's like, yeah, fat kid. It was the '80s, man. Right. Like, yeah. There was no such thing. He as says then, he says in, back then. he says in the first five minutes, like, my name's Horace, no. and nobody calls him Horace. Not his friends. Not until the end, and he had the second fa- best line of the movie for me. Best mo- line of the movie. Wolfman's Wolf got nards. Obviously. Second movie, second line is, but towards the end. Hang on. I'm getting to my notes. I'm kind of impressed now with the notes. Yeah, right. I'm, well, I'm never going to take written. notes like this. So. Uh, yeah, Nate, you, I think you can learn a thing uh, or two. No. Second best line in the Steel movie trap. is, my name, Ch- Chick, is Horace, and he's got the shotgun. And oh, that's right. When yeah. I find the notes, yeah, I wrote Chick, oh, wait, what's right here? My name, Chick, Chick, is Horace. Yeah, he that's gets my his power. Like, right. He, he well, has his Oprah moment, right. man. Like, well, that's what I yeah, like. Yeah, but like, he should start shooting his friends though, because they all call him Fat Kid too. Yeah, well, no, no, no. Yeah, respecting that moment, like maybe they won't. They're like, all right, Horace, Jesus Christ, dude. Well, at the, at the time <laughs> that they were calling him Fat Kid, he wasn't like holding a shotgun, fighting off the creature from the Black Lagoon. That's true. He was known for like hiding in trash cans mm. and right. getting beat up by also the kid hobbies from the of Wonder mine Years. As a child. Yes. Mm. Well, that's the one thing I liked, even though. Well, what his, else are you supposed to do on a Saturday night? His nickname was Fat Kid. You would infer from that that he's like he's big, he's fat, slow, he's stupid. He's probably like the dumpy kid of the group. Mm-hmm. But obviously, he grows a pair, you know, and yeah. you see that throughout the movie because he hides in a trash can. Mm-hmm. He wants to, you know, change the name from Monster Squad to Math Squad, where they <laughs> do fractions. Like, but then <laughs> I love it. Can we be Math Squad? Uh, but then at the end, he fucking grows a pair. He gets the shotgun and he helps save the day, which is what I, I really like that about her. And also, um, I love Phoebe because she's the sidekick. She's the unlikely hero and throwing it back to 1994, girl power. Like, you know, it's 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 a it's the girl that saves the day, honestly. Stop so acting like chicken shits. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> she calls them out. It's <laughs> I'm so proud of you for um noting the feminist gaze. See, I'm not I'm not movie. just a fangirl. Yep, I can be I a feminist right. sometimes very, too. I'm very proud of you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes she had to clarify. Sometimes. That's sometimes. She won't own it no, I will not. <laughs> but, um, one of the things that I loved about Phoebe is it took the trope of like the bratty little sister and like kind of like yeah like stepped it up and made her be one of the leaders and like it was, mm-hmm. it was just cool. yeah. I loved, what a great character. Yeah. And, and I mean, I, I like how like with like her Frankenstein and the Beagle like. 
that that was a great trio of the movie. That was, it was like it. Yeah. Yeah. Dracula's like, oh, go kill them. Okay. And then he's like, they're all or, friends. or maybe I'll play dress up with my new little friend here. Just like the theme of how like the the innocence of a child that she won't judge him and she won't be scared oh, yeah. and she'll like treat him and like a friend. Like it's so it's such a sweet. There little there really is kind of. I, I don't I don't know if I want to say it this way, but I, I think I don't have another way. Like the diversity of friendship in yeah. the beginning of the movie, Rudy, the cool badass tough guy, also a horror fan, and he's standing up for Fat Kid. When when EJ is trying to beat him up, he comes in and stands up for him. And like, in what world would the really cool Rudy be friends with Horace? Or in what world would the really cool kid be into horror? Yeah, like, let's be honest, and want to join a group with younger kids? With, like, younger you know, kids. hey, listen. <laughs> I don't want to name any names, but I had a fat kid in my childhood group, and cool kids liked him too. I'm just saying, I had fat kid and cool kid in my in my childhood yeah. group, and and we were all friends, so yeah. I could totally see yeah, that you happening. Did like, around playing D and D though? Uh, not D and D. We played Hero Quest. Oh. I had a very Monster Squad well. childhood. I love also like the little very relatable when you're a kid watching this movie, like watching a kid with his parents divorce or like. You know, like, I don't know. I feel like it infuses a lot of very real themes for a little kid. That, that was actually the, the first time I, I saw a movie and, like, like the mom and dad are, aren't happy with one another. And they're oh, yeah. they're going to get a divorce. Yeah. There are, that, there are like some the, the serious – there are some serious undertones of this movie that if you're not paying attention, like we talked about earlier, if you're not paying attention, you don't catch it. You know – what what these children are going through watching not just knowing their parents are getting a divorce but sean watches his parents fight you know he hears right. them and, arguing with each other and that was the first time as a kid i remember watching a movie where like the mom and dad weren't going to be happy together forever yeah it was like i i didn't know what marriage counseling was back then and and like and doesn't the dad kind of like blame the trouble in the like blame the horror love on like the trouble in their lives, which I thought was a really cool take on things because I still feel like that stereotype exists where if someone's really into horror, there must be something yeah, wrong. Yeah, there's something that. wrong. You know, like especially, for, and I again, especially for females to be really into horror and be like a mom and a teacher, and it's like my dirty secret because people are always like, "Well, what's wrong with you?" Yeah. So I thought that that was a cool thing too, the fact that like one parent was completely supportive of his love of horror and the other one kind of yeah. wasn't. Yeah, so there are some serious undertones, yeah, subplots. There's a, I think there's a little there's, bit. There's, there's a little the bit. There's here. a little bit sure. here. And it's funny because when we first set out to do this movie, uh, just in honor of you and in the in the tradition of humoring you, I was like, yeah, there's nothing to talk about. But then, like, I saw a little more nuance. It kind of it. is, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, there's a lot. And also, I think the play on the Universal Monsters is really fun. That, I mean, to day. me, that's one of the biggest things is the, it's the impact of what those movies Monster Squad, and I think this is something that Joe has said before, Monster Squad would not exist if it were not for the universal classic horror movies that were yeah. made. Yeah. What I have a big problem with in Hollywood right now is everybody wants to reboot and remake and redo everything. And what I love about what Monster Squad did is they just, they paid homage to it. Like, they said, yes, there is Dracula and Wolfman and all that, and we're going to bring these guys... We're, gonna, we're not going to try to remake the wheel. We're going to, you know, celebrate the wheel. And we're going to make all of them be in this one movie with us. And I like that. Yeah, I think it's fun. I mean, and you're right. Speaking of uh, Hollywood, they're 
ruining it again? Aren't they trying to bring <coughs> back all the Universal monsters? Yeah, yeah they're, they're doing a whole new thing. They're calling it the Dark Universe. Here's here's why I think mm. Monster Squad works is because even though like they they did take all those Universal monsters and stuff, they didn't go crazy. Like those were all like super well like. Even before Monster Squad, like everyone knew who those people were, like they, who those monsters were, were. Yeah, and they didn't like they didn't try and like what what they're trying to do right now is trying to redo like like erase the knowledge of the original movies and saying, well, this is the one now because that old stuff's too old and it's for old people and you don't want to watch that old thing. Instead of trying to right, show people, ins instead of trying to show people like what was cool about it, mm -hmm. which all ties back to what you were saying about like. You know, if you're gonna like, you have to respect the fans. You have to respect mm -hmm. the, yeah. the art itself, and they're not. You're right. That's why what the, what one came out the mummy, right? Yes. Oh, uh, oh, what a bag of dog shit. Yeah, and they've done. Apparently, I I did look it up. I mean, it's got some lukewarm reviews, but technically, it is a financial success. Um, of course, they it made is. money on it. Um, it's very calculated. Now, now. for some yeah. reason, they canceled whatever was going to come out in 2018. The next movie. Up is 2019. They are redoing Bride of Frankenstein. It's gonna be fucking terrible. It is going to be terrible. See, they already did Frankenstein though. Before uh, that, yeah, before, before the mummy, I think they're going to call well, it. The, the, they did like two of them. They yeah. couldn't. They couldn't decide like the which direction they the went. One with the kid from Harry Potter mm -hmm. was fucking terrible. Yeah, yeah but and they did another one too, like I Frankenstein or yeah, something, right? Yeah. The, even the Robert De Niro one was weird and terrible. I thought. Yeah, but the, I mean, that, they, yeah, they but might that call at least had Kenneth Branagh in it, and True. that and the one with uh, De Niro, I think, is probably the most like, accurate to Mary that, Shelley's it novel. Was a very Mary like it Shelley was, it was the most right. accurate to her novel. Right. Which, which I guess, yeah, but doesn't forget its doesn't forgive its flaws as a movie. Oh, absolutely not. But may, may, maybe in 2019, like it'll be like the, the civil union ship of Frankenstein. <laughs> That it's it's supposed to be the Bride of Frankenstein and the Invisible Man. Oh God, how about the how about the husband like of Frankenstein? Clowny guys playing the Invisible uh, Man, right? Like Seth Rogen. Well, I mean, James, I don't, I, don't, I don't know if you ever seen Bride of Frankenstein, but she's not into it. So you know, yeah, anything goes. Anything goes after Bride. The well, only oh, you know what. The divorce of Frankenstein. That would be so much cooler. The only no, Bride of Frankenstein and the Frankenstein monster in the courtroom, and then just shit. they never even got that far because she takes one look at right. she takes one look at Frankenstein. She just starts screaming at him, and that's pretty much how the movie ends. Yeah, he just like he's like, all right, well, I'm gonna murder both of us. All right, bye. I, I'm gonna say the only redeeming quality of the Dark Universe is. Danny Elfman music. As of right now, he's not doing music for any of the specific movies, but apparently the intro for, like, the dark universe. It just, mm. it, to me, it feels like everything else that's going on with horror right now, which is they're fucking watering it down and making it mainstream, and the it, hipsters are going to be into it, and it's going to make me angry. It, yep. it's, it's not so much that, it's, it's more like they're doing the Avengers thing. Mm -hmm. right. Exactly. Water it down, make it mass, it down, make it right. mass marketable. Yeah. Take away everything that makes the, it actually good. No, yeah. it, it's everybody. It, it's more like the shared universe thing, which is annoying. It is. We've, it yeah, all ties. In, it all ties in to just like make not making movies because of passion, because of the art, and because you have something to say. It's to make money, and that's everything's yeah. about making money right now because you can't make money just being a normal person anymore. All so right, you so have to. You have to like, like throw away any scruples you have, any like artistic integrity, and just say, okay, what, what can I do to make the most money possible? 
Okay, we need a we need a twenty minute long fight scene in this Frankenstein movie. How, where are we gonna fit that Let's in? Don't forget, sure. we're making the mistake I think of glamorizing nineteen twenties and thirties Universal Studios because they did the same fucking thing. There yeah, were 12, I know. Thousand other Universal horror movies that fucking yeah, sucked. but they but they weren't mm-hmm. talkies. But <laughs> they were most of them. Were. <laughs> well, no, that's true. The first two, the were, original, yeah, the, the the Phantom of the Opera, yep, not Phantom, the, but the Phantom of the Opera, and the Hunchback Nosfer- of Notre Dame. We're both silent. We're right? both silent. And so, like, when you look at all of the films in their canon, what you, you're quick to realize that they did the same thing. They exploited the shit out of something good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so what we do is we put Frankenstein and, like, Phantom of the Opera and all those because of, the, the A, the actors who played them, mm-hmm. and B, right. because of, of, you know, nostalgia. It's yeah. just, I think it's more noticeable back then because there weren't as many original well, ideas. It took time for all the original ideas to come out, so... At first, they're like, well, we know this thing works, and we know people will pay money to go see this thing, so let's make 12 different Dracula movies, and we can make some Hammer movies, and we make it make some, and like, you know? And, like, and Karloff became genre actors. You mm-hmm. know, like, right. they were, they established, like, right. helped establish the genre. Fucking and, and nobody they, cares and that Tom Cruise is. Right, and no, like, yeah. Tom Cruise is never going to go down. He's Tom Cruise, he's in the new Mummy movie. Right? Yeah. yeah, who's yeah. Tom Cruise? Oh, he's, I don't know, he's, maybe he Have married, seen, he's uh, married uh, Dawson's girlfriend from the Is that the science guy? He's the science guy, right? He was in like he was in like we we high. He was in like Top Rifle or High High Sniper or something. Right. Top BB guns. Top. I don't remember. Hot shots. Hot shots. Hot shots. I'm sorry. Hot shots part two. Let's use that as the segue because I know that you wanted to talk about it. I had posed the question: What were your memories of this movie? Wolfman, Wolfman's got Nards. I didn't know what a what a virgin was. I didn't know what Nards were. <laughs> Throw that out there. I had to Google <laughs> did you know what? Did, no did Google you know what a dork was? <laughs> I did because that's what I got called every day in school. Oh no, yeah, they no, say yeah. wolf dork. Yeah. They so say much wolf of it dork. Went over my yeah. kid, my, yeah. my head as a kid. I was very like surprisingly for the geeky like into horror movie kid I was, but most of the shit went over my head. I didn't get the whole Nazi Germany thing. Yeah, no. You want to you, you know what I remember from pages. from being a kid of this movie? Wolfman's got nards. Literally, that's okay. it. No. I, All right, I've I got, did I've not watch one... this. I did not watch this movie as a kid. Huh. I did not watch it. Um, I don't know if it was because I wasn't allowed to watch it because the kids are like, eh, I say curse words and words smoking cigarettes and being generally. Not what good kids are. And, and talking about premarital sex. Yeah, like virgins. Like my parents are cool with like Goonies because they're talking about like Chunks talking about like Michael Jackson coming to his birthday party and stuff. Like it's not really. <laughs> I remember going to David Line's birthday party and seeing that one scene from Monster Squad with Wolfman's Got Nards. I didn't have any idea of the context or anything like that, and we were like, let's put on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, and everyone was way happier. I remember always being pumped when it was on like Channel Eleven in the afternoons because yeah, I didn't that's, have like cable. That's what I. That's the same thing for me. Like I, it was it was one of those like random Sunday or Saturday me afternoons. Too. Like when it was on, like was down like, yeah. down here mm-hmm. where we live, like it was on uh, like forty eight Philly fifty seven yes, yeah, or on Prism. Yeah, we had I was, Prism. Prism yeah. throwback. I'm not trying to make you guys feel bad about your childhood, but I was usually outside or playing Nintendo games. I wasn't really watching. Movies in the middle of the day. Although Joe Bob Briggs, Joe Bob Briggs, I watched him as much as possible, and Who I always got really excited. Is Joe Bob? You don't know Joe Bob Briggs? Monster Mania. He would talk about the movies and talk about like trivia about the movies, and he would know. When did he come on? Oh, this was in like the this was like the early nineties, 
and he would show this is where I saw like all the like Return of the Living Dead movies like he would show them um, Serpent in the Rainbow this is where I saw this I would yeah he he had good movies it was always like late night when like they could get away with showing like more like sketchy like violent stuff that they couldn't show during the day because I don't know if it's the FCC just couldn't pay attention to all these different channels or what the deal is there were were, like 17 channels back then no, dude. Uh, so at night, they 18. would show, like, there was, there was at least... show, like, Friday the 13th, and there would be today. Yeah. And not even there? inverted ones. There, yeah. would be See, at least, w- there was at least 36 channels, okay? Because you had the thing with the three notches, and you can put it, yeah. and then there was 12 across. And you, yep, I'm with so you on that one. That push 36. button thing. Yeah, remember that? Was, you mm-hmm. can, but in, I remember, because I, I would hide in my room. In my room, I only had, like, three channels that I got. See, yeah, I, w- I was all of my only. all of my childhood like horror movie watching was during the day. Like my uh, I I don't I you know what I don't think I was allowed we to sneaky. watch. We were sneaky. We were sneaky. Just go to I, just go I, to I video had... stores and try not to look at the the whoa, whoa, um, whoa, whoa, cutout. Yeah, video oh. stores. Listen, we all worked at video stores for at least five years of our life, yeah. so you don't get to no. I didn't. You didn't? I didn't work at a video store. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> wow. But I remember, right. I, I literally remember going going into, like, West Coast Video and being oh kind of freaked out by, like, oh the God, Puppet yeah. Master oh and Child's Play yeah. and Freddy Krueger standees. I would scare myself silly just oh, yeah. cover art. reading the back. Like, um, yeah. I, didn't watch, I didn't watch Evil Dead 2 for the longest time because the skull on that cover yep. looked so creepy because it was, like, a skull, those. but there's real, real eyes. eyes. What's the one? Oh, what's that one that you, like... Where they all go to like the mansion, they get like the, the Night, of, Night of the Demons. Night of the Demons. That yes. one was scary. That one had that a scary cover too. Horrible. She's, horrible. The second one, she was like eating an eyeball on like a on toothpick. A lollipop stick. Or a lollipop yeah. stick. We actually, I mean, there was actually surprisingly more to talk about than, than I probably initially thought. Drew up all these like 80s memories of like yeah. being a kid in the 80s yeah. and like oh. kind of being a Monster Squad kid who was like obsessed well, with horror you, movies. You were outside playing. <laughs> no, but late at night, <laughs> like I was. Oh my God. <laughs> We watch that stuff, but like. I was outside, ten years old, getting some, no big thing. I I wasn't watching <laughs> monsters. I wasn't you watching guys. Monster Squad in the middle of the day. We would go to the video store and try and get something like like edgier, edgier and pornier than. Oh, dude, I remember. They would give it to us, so it's not on us. It's not on us. So one of the things that I wanted to ask is, did anything in this movie actually scare you, either as a child or growing up? I, I'm sorry, as a grown-up. I think that the because it was all Stan Winston doing the effects, a lot of the, the creatures looked really good. A lot of the scenes, especially the very first scene where they're going to try and kill Dracula, and there's the atmosphere is just off the charts. It's so good. Like, with all the bats, he just made them all red eyes on the ceiling. It looked amazing. Like, when they opened the casket... When, when Dracula's, like, getting out of his casket, or, I don't know, there's a casket opening, and there's all these spiders crawling out of it. Like, all yeah. that stuff would have bugged me out when I was a kid. Because, I mean, if the intro to Tales from the Crypt can, like, freak me out enough that I can't look at the screen, then this movie definitely did it. All right. Just chime in on that moment. Spiders look great. Bats, great. But did anybody else see the two armadillos in the crypt? Yes. What was that all about? I, I saw that I, I too. I noticed that too, and I'm like, I'm no, like, I don't think I don't think there are armadillos. I think they were supposed to be like gigantic rats because it was making all the squeaky yeah. bat noises, and rats kind of make similar noises. But yeah, I was like, one of those is definitely an armadillo, and I don't know no, what he's doing in they're here. They're both armadillos, and because I went, I went looking. I think they were just and, trying. But he's I, got like bat wings, so it's I, think, I, I I view it as more as more as like, all right, they're. 
Dracula's special cousin. No. So it's like, all right, they were you're a vampire to... now. You can turn into like a bat or no. a wolf or mist. All right, I'm going to try eh, armadillo. No, no, no. You it was don't just, know us. It was yeah. just Hollywood trickery. It's like, well, the thing's far away. If yeah. you put some fur yeah. on it, it kind of looks like a diorette, and like that's it. Like I, It's only going to be a one shot of the movie for five seconds. I also viewed it as like if, that, if I were to get turned into a vampire, like <laughs> – I would have to turn into an animal. It'd be like, oh, I can turn into a bat. Eh, armadillo. Good job, James. You, you don't know us. See, that, that, and for me, the scary moment was toward the end when Sean's father shoots Dracula when he's in midair. And we find him in that, like, factory or whatever. And he's mid-transformation where he's got, like, the That's wings me. still. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, Ugh, and he's kind of shit. That was the part that scared me yeah. the most. Yeah, when he was, when we find it, him shot, like, mid-transformation. What about you, Russ? I'm trying to think. Like, I don't remember as a kid. I know the beginning used to scare the shit out of me when I was a kid. Um, but I, I also, for some reason, when I was little was really creeped out by the mummy and I know it's he's not necessarily a scary character. Uh, no, but for it, some uh, reason he, he, he was scary. For, for me, he was actually if you think about it, the scariest one. Yeah. Like if you it just have like, them kind it, of standing like lined up to look at them, right. like, the mummy was, was scary, definitely the right. scariest one to look at. Well, not so much that, it was the one you underestimated, but you figure he's slow, right? Like he's yeah, surprising on you. on camera, slow, but he evaded all the cops getting out of the museum. For some reason, he went into somebody's second-story house, hid in the kid's closet. That, yeah. And that, then climbed that, out the window, and then, repelling down his own oh, bandages. Right. Yep. That was awesome. He moved slow on screen, but off screen, he moved pretty fast. And and for having no brain, he uh, yeah. made a lot of smart decisions. Instinct. Yeah. <laughs> he but runs on instinct. So I want to thank our guests for coming on. Nate, as always, no longer a guest. Yeah, our bagul. Just a bagul. Thank you. Our bagul. Uh, me, uh, first thank you time very much. on, last time on. on. <laughs> thank you, James, for I coming went, out and playing with us. I went from being like one of the best <laughs> fans yeah. to, yeah, I remember James. You bring the fans on, man. I know. Like, you can't, you never you know what's going to go wrong. They he can't might control kill themselves. <laughs> they can't. He's just, just way too excitable. Meeting his uh, heroes for the first time. Yeah, he really is. I, I, He's I super thought I, if I slept with everybody involved, I'd get here. on. From what I hear, you got two out of the three of us. So I think it's, I think it's good. I'm still working on Nate. I mean, I'm one of the two. <laughs> hey, baby. I was talking about the two. Oh, I know. I know 100% what you're talking about. I know that you can find James uh, on social media. He's got a MySpace account. He's on LinkedIn yep. and Friendster. He uh, loves yeah. the AOL. Yeah. His, his, uh, <laughs> you can catch him on Tinder. <laughs> swipe left. Wait, swipe left. No, no, no. Wait, you wait, gotta swipe right. Swipe right's good, right? And um, yeah, random physical bulletin boards at Amish markets and swap meets <laughs> at the YMCA. That's, okay. Well, no, that's where he lives. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He lives at the YMCA. No, grow up. You can find his phone number on bathroom stalls. All over the huh. area. And if it says for a good time, call, and then my number, uh, that's lying. that's false. Yeah. It, it will it, not be a good time, it, but I will answer the phone, <laughs> and I will not hang up until you do. No. If you really want to get in touch with me, it's for a disappointing time call. Yeah. If you want to get back, at your, you get back at your parents, 
Terrible. We bring you on and he just fucking rag on you for 10 minutes. I rag on me too. It's but 15 years of my life. So. <laughs> um, but thank you, Jackie, for, for bringing this uh, this delightful little gem into our circle. To I'm dancing for radio right now. You You're always dancing for radio. I come the fuck down. Yeah. And, and yeah. thank you, of course, to our guests. And thank you to all of you. And um, just so you know, we got some good stuff brewing for the next couple months. <laughs> We're going to be tackling a little Stephen King, a little teaser. There. I wonder what it could be. Uh, oh, I'm not clowning around, Nate. Come on, Jackie, you have to do it now. What are you doing? Come on. <laughs> We're talking about The Shining. <laughs> that would be funny. I don't know. We've been floating around a couple I'm ideas. Oh, Balloons and clowns. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Nailed it. I don't get it. Next week, we're going to teach you how to make a rainbow out of a piece of newspaper and some <laughs> and paraffin and wax. And float it down the, to the sewers. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's going to be a fun experiment. I we're going to find out if you float. <laughs> because I heard they, <laughs> they all, all float. float. Yeah, they all float. We're down there. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're down here. They when all you say down float there, down it makes there. me uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so tune in next time. we got some good stuff brewing for you for the, for the fall, which is coming up fast. Don't forget to check us out on social media. You can find us on Facebook, on Twitter. We are on iTunes. And if you want to check out our blog on our podcast, you can find us on jerseyghouls.com. Also, with YouTube, please oh please check back to YouTube be so soon big. because we are finally going to be waking our channel up. That's and right. we have some really awesome unboxing videos that we would like to share with and you. And we keep it real when we unbox, y'all. So make sure you, ch you tune in. All oh. right. We have no outro. Bye. 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 <laughs> we'll you know figure what? it out um, later. Titties. Ass and titties. Ass, ass, titties, titties, ass and titties. Ass, titties, ass and titties. Ass, ass, titties, titties, ass and titties. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.